Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun in sports betting. And that machine gun is my bookie. Whether you are new to online sports betting or a seasoned pro, my bookie strives to give you the absolute best online betting experience. And the good news is that my bookie is in a giving mood this holiday season. Sign up now. Make your deposit using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN, and my bookie will match you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. You put in 200 you get an extra $100 to play with. Treat yourself to some extra cash in your pocket this holiday season. Support degeneracy at the same time. It's not just winter season. It is winning season. So bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Saturday morning, which means we are talking the National Football League Week 13. What's going on, Max? Nothing much, man. You know, I want to rewind, I guess, to last week's show where I made, you know, the comment about eating your fruity fucking pebbles and, and some people got offense. No, no, no. I didn't mean to offend. I meant so I'm celebrating that. I think that's fantastic that, that you're sitting there with a big bowl of sugary fucking cereal listening to our show. That is amazing. I don't I don't I didn't mean as a slight to Kyle who was sitting down eating fruity fucking pebbles while listening to the show. I did not mean that as an insult. In fact, uh, we got some uh, elf cereal. If you guys have ever seen the movie Elf we got some elf cereal in the house, and it is sugar-tastic indeed. It is uh, maple-flavored puffs with a whole bunch of fucking marshmallows in it. So get a bowl of elf cereal. Enjoy the show. Oh, there, there you go. Elf cereal. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it's not bad. Okay. What's going on, Panther? You know, it's funny. I was I woke up this morning. I was like, man, I think I'm going to pour me a big bowl of Frankenberry. <laughs> But, you know, the monster cereals you can get probably on clearance right now. I picked up a couple boxes last night, but I know Rich doesn't like it when I'm chewing in his ear. So I pass on it. Maybe eat some after the show. But uh, sugary cereal was on my mind. This morning. It's Saturday morning. It's what you're supposed to do. There's no car- good cartoons. So eat cereal and listen to a sports betting podcast, right? There you go. Richard, what about you? eat the cereal. Just go straight to the bag of sugar and a spoon. There you go. You, I think you'd be uh, better off. I'm looking forward to today. Should be fun. We'll try not to pressure Panther into taking the Raiders today. Try not to. Try not to. But you know those Raiders fans. Nope. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna badmouth anymore. Anymore. Anymore teams. Anymore fan bases. Everyone's getting. It's been the Every, week where we're pissing everybody off. <laughs> Everyone's getting a little offended. I mean, what, what is it? It's Packers. It's Broncos fans. Yeah. I mean, uh, whatever. Uh, you know. Yeah. You know, I. I got to say this. Uh, I trash Kirk Cousins. I trash Minnesota a lot. Those Vikings fans, man, they 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 agree with me. So I mean, that's, I mean, they've re- realized what they have. But no, nah, I haven't heard a peep from the Vikings fans. So go Vikings. Fuck you, Packers. Yeah, unicorn is not in fair shots. All right, I mean, uh, let's sorry. do it, man. I'm gonna step over your joke, Rich. It's too late. It's over. <laughs> It's all right. I was just going to say they got spines because you can call them booger eaters and they don't get mad. That's true. I forgot about the booger eating morons. All right. I've got to bring that nickname back. All right. We got a lot of games to get to. 
Let's do it. First up, we've got Detroit, Chicago. Bears at home, minus three and a half, Max. In the early days of the season, Mitchell Trubisky was the starter for the Bears. He pulled out a week one win over the Lions. In fact, the Lions are a team that he just shows up and he puts up his best numbers. His best career numbers are against the Lions. Uh, They also have issues guarding tight ends. So I expect Mitch Trubisky to throw to one Jimmy Graham this week. Uh, Man, you remember when Jimmy Graham was like unstoppable for New Orleans? Jeez, that seems like a decade ago because it was a decade ago. But anyway, I do think he should have a solid game this week against this Lions defense. Uh, And and they're going to need to, right? I mean, you know, you you look at the Bears. um, They can't run the ball, right? Uh, what is it? The se- the second fewest yards uh, per game total, and then um, I think it's uh, the wor- worst rushing uh, attack. So I mean, they're going to have to do something. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky is going to have to put up some uh, passing yards, but I do think that they should be able to put up some yards against the Lions defense. Lions defense has not been that good. We, we'll see what happens with Patricia no longer. You know, the defensive guru, the defensive genius, no longer there in Detroit. But ultimately, I, th- I think the Lions probably get that post-coach bump. I, I think this is a winnable game. The Bears are free-falling at this point. Stafford is poised to have a great game. I think uh, Patri- Patricia's departure is going to give him the boost that he needs to do that. Um, again, Galladay is out. We know that. DeAndre Swift is is beaten up. Uh, but he gets. I, I believe he's getting Amendola back. I believe that uh, Marvin Jones Jr. is 100% healthy. So... I, I think Detroit can win this one. Do I want to bet on them? No, fuck no. I, I will lean Detroit. I, I do like them getting the points. In fact, I, I kind of like them winning this one. Yeah, we've noted that the Bears can't run the ball. Detroit's not very good at running the ball either. Neither one gets over the 100-yard mark as a team, let alone having a 100-yard rusher. So um, both teams are somewhat offensively challenged. Detroit maybe has a slight edge. But the Bears' defense is the only one that I actually consider elite. They just can't get any help from their offense. The Lions do have that extra few days rest because they played on Thanksgiving Day. So they've had, what, 10 days prepare for this game. Um, But the one thing I just can't get away from is Detroit's uh, just horrible defense. They might actually let Trubisky and crew score some points. If you look at the Bears' five straight losses – They've actually been against really good teams. Four of the five are playoff teams, and Minnesota's even banging on that door and been playing really well. So I've been hating on the Bears all year. I hate the Bears still. Uh, I think they're going to miss the playoffs, and Max will probably miss his overplay. But this is a game that I think they can win. I just hate that hook. You said it's three and a half, Arch? Uh, Three even. Three even. I like the three even. Detroit is one and 11 outright. Three and nine against the spread in their past 12 division games. I will lean the Chicago Bears. Oh, without a hook, you're still leaning? It's the Bears and the Lions. I'm not betting this game. You know, I remember doing a fantasy show not too long ago where I said, Mitchell Trubisky, I'm going to start. And I got so much laughter from Panther, Arch, and Max and now they're out touting Mitch Trubisky. Imagine that. Oh, there's not touting. That's, that's no, not nobody. Right. nobody, 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 nobody no, I was just saying. Yeah, <laughs> Detroit. 
Well, let me tell you, he's going to have an even better game because both of the starting cornerbacks for the Detroit Lions are going to be out. So, no, they couldn't stop the pass to begin with with those two guys and just think the coaches stopped more of them than the guys behind them. So I expect this to be uh, a game that the Bears should be able to win. I think they've won four in a row against the Detroit Lions, and all of them have been past the spread. But to Panthers' point, it is the Bears, it is the Lions, I don't want to call Gamblers Anonymous yet. I can't bet this game. So you're just leaning Chicago? Yes. All right. Man, with that hook, it's absolutely I was going to bet Detroit. But now that it's three even, I'm just going to lean Detroit. Whew, man, so if it, gets up, if it somehow miraculously bounces back up to three and a half, I would, I would bet Detroit. But uh, looks like probably the sharp money knows what's up and you know, dropped it from four and a half all the way down to three. Damn. All right. The total in this one is 44 and a half, I do believe. By the way, I love how Panthers' true colors are showing. He's just getting so much fucking glee out of me get, missing out on that Bears uh, total. So thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot, you fucking asshole. Uh, it it's just that I told you so. Right? <laughs> I, I think I beat you up pretty harsh when you said the over back what, 12 weeks ago. So I, I apologize. I feel bad, but not really. I don't get glee in you losing. I mean, if I got glee in you losing, I'd be the happiest person on earth. <laughs> I'm going to bet the under in this one. <laughs> I have the Lions winning 24 to 20, so that is a total of 44. So at 44 and a half, I'm just in there on the under. I'm going to bet it. Bet it. All right. But it's interesting. The Lions moving down and the total is moving down but they keep they keep that hook in there somewhere I, I think this probably is a 24 to 21 game but 24 is like probably the ceiling for both of these teams 24 wins the game so i'm gonna lean the under i have the bears winning 27 to 21 i don't trust their offense that much i'm gonna lean the over yeah just barely over for me as well i have it right about 45 uh cincinnati miami next up Dolphins at home minus let's say ten and a half. Whew. I saw it at eleven and a half. Yeah, it was. It's, it's still eleven and a half. A pinnacle. Yeah, yeah so it's right in there. Yeah, it's not been decided if two is going to play this week. Uh, if he can go, I do expect him to play mostly because this is a winnable game. And if he struggles, it won't matter since I think Miami's defense probably going to put up enough points to win this game anyway. Uh, Dolphins definitely you know a better team with Fitzpatrick as the starter. And and if you're asking how much better. With Fitz at quarterback, they are the 18th ranked offense. With Tua at quarterback, they are the 31st ranked offense. So that is a huge difference for sure. But again, it doesn't matter who the starter is. This is going to be an easy win for Miami. Uh, Cincinnati is going to be rolling out Brandon Allen. Yes, another fucking Allen. It's, apparently, they're, they're just, uh, there's so many Allens in this league. And Brandon Allen is going to be the starter for Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Mixon's out for the year. Uh, the true mustache in the league will be uh, running the ground game for Cincinnati. I know uh, Panther loves Gio Bernard and his 70s porn stash out there. Uh, and, and, you know, listen, I mean, my, Miami does allow 130 rushing yards per game. So uh, I do think uh, Cincinnati is going to try to run the ball. And it's something that when we get to the total, we should have in consideration here uh, that, you know, Cincinnati can grind out some clock here by, by running the ball with Gio. Um, but I think uh, Miami wins this one. I think they should cover this one. I'm saving my chalk for a rainy day. So I, I'm not going to bet this one, but I will lean the Dolphins here. 
Part part of me is just I, I I wanted the Bengals so much to be successful this year, and the Joe Burrow thing really stole that thunder. They they've lost somewhat competitively their last couple of weeks, but it was the Giants and the Potato Skins. So you're like, eh, you know, when, when they lost against Pittsburgh, they got ran out of the building. They beat Tennessee. They were close against Cleveland. So you're like, can this defense, has this defense gotten any better? And is the offensive line going to play any better to protect Brandon Allen? I still don't trust that offensive line. But my whole thing with this game is there's no doubt in my mind Miami wins the game. It's just that, 11 points. It's so many. Um, the Bengals, I, I know we have this belief that they can run the ball, but they get pushed out of the realm of competition so quick that they end up just throwing the ball a lot. They're actually only averaging 96 yards per game. Same is true with Miami. That's probably what they'll get in the draft is go get themselves a bell cow running back or, or somewhere, free agency or whatever. But that's what Miami's missing. I, I'd like Miami a lot here. Uh, add to that that they're 17 and six against the spread since their bye week uh, back in 2019 best in the league. It's too much to bet. I'm, I really agree with Max and the fact that it's, I'm, I don't know even if it's a fact or it's just the lines everywhere. I saw it that we have it at 10 and a half here. I've seen 11, 11 and a half. I'm not sure if it's just all over the place or it's actually moving and getting better for Cincinnati, which would give me a little bit of caution, but I'll lean Miami, but I'm not that confident. Both of these teams have a difficult time finding the end zone on offense. And if Miami's defense doesn't score, then they they hardly ever get over 20, at least recently anyway. So I know that um, Max brought up the fact that it could be the difference between Tua and Fitzpatrick. I, I think that because neither team is really going to be able to put the gas pedal down to the end zone, it's likely to be a close game all the way. I'm I, I'm not going to bet Cincinnati, but I think they'll cover the points. All right, so I will lean them. You got it. Yeah, that's a lot of points. I can't bet this game. I can't bet either side. I'm going to lean Miami minus the points, um, mostly just because I love what Miami did for me last year. So, <laughs> uh, forty-two and a half. That's your total. I will bet. The under here, Ooh. I have the Dolphins winning 28 to 12 for a total of 40. So I, I'm going to, I, I, I told you yesterday, Arch, I was, yeah. I was like, man, I'm, I'm going through this. I, I probably got like nine or 10 totals that I'm betting on. So uh, yeah, betting the under here. That's an incredibly low number. And to get over it, Cincinnati's going to have to score. And it's just something that they've really struggled to do since Joe Burrow went down. So I, I can't bet this one, but I'll lean the under. Yeah, it's just a half a point for me from being a dumb push. And I have it just slightly, ever so slightly over. So I'm going to lean the over. I'm going to lean the over. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to lean the over on this one too. I... Now you're going to screw it. I'm going to bet it. I'm going to bet the over. I think they can get there. Looking at this again. Yeah, I like the over an awful lot. Let's do it. I'll be uh, 0 and 1 on my totals versus Max. <laughs> but no, I do I do have this going over. So I, I'm just I'm worried that I'm I'm not taking enough away from Cincinnati because of the quarterback change. Yeah. I think that that's probably it. Yeah. Like honestly, and yeah. and you're definitely on the side of the public with the oh, over. I'm just, I'm just going to say yeah. that. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that if you're if you're doing the Vegas math, you're looking at something like 27 to 16 to get over. Uh, I don't know if the Bengals get 16 points. 
16 doesn't sound it sounds like they can do it they can do it all right moving on moving on we got indianapolis houston uh this one's kind of fun it opened up as everybody's favorite indianapolis minus two and a half now it's minus three and a half uh indianapolis is the seventh best defense against the run in the league i like to tout uh the, uh, the colts uh rankings in defense just just so we get on the same page of where they actually stand houston averages 84 rushing yards per game that ranks second worst in the league only by uh, only better than the bears who i you know, threw under the bus earlier. So I, I don't think it matters which Johnson ends up starting for the Texans this week. It's once again going to be the Deshaun Watson show. He's going to be without his top wide receiver, Will Fuller. He's going to miss the rest of the season, first game next season, because he listened to a doctor, blah, blah, blah. We know the story, you know, PEDs. Brandon Cooks will slide into the top role. And uh, Kiki Kute love that name we'll get a chance to shine as the number two for the colts they're going to try to shake off that big loss to the titans stay relevant in the afc playoff picture good news for them they got deforest buckner and Danico autry back from the covid list so that should help their defense bounce back and possibly become number one ranked defense the best defense in the league again uh after giving a shit ton of points and yards last week to the titans I know, I get it. Listen, the, the Titans are a sexy pick. They're a sexy pick for an upset. I'm just not feeling it. Uh, Colts should win this one. They should probably cover. I will lean Indianapolis here. Yeah, since the uh, talk about post-coach bumps, uh, post-coach firing bumps, uh, the Texans have won three of their last four, and the one they lost was at Cleveland where we had weather situations and nobody could throw the ball again. Um, you're right. They can't run the ball at all to save their life. Uh, and Will Fuller will be a little bit of a detriment, but they've got enough assets. Brandon Cooks has been really turning it on. I, Indianapolis defense for all these accolades being great. The last two weeks have gotten shredded through the air. Um, Aaron Rodgers got to him for four touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill scorched him last week. So I think Deshaun Watson and Brandon Cooks will do a lot of the same today. I'm not too concerned about the running game. I don't know that Houston necessarily wins it, but I do believe they will keep it close enough. I'm going to bet the Houston Texans here. Yeah, well, I'm guess I'm going to do the haven't learned my lesson routine. And uh, looking at the matchup, Indianapolis owns every single edge except for kicking. Uh, so I, I think the Colts are going to win this game. I think they got to win this game in a big way. So I am going to take the road dog like an idiot and bet the Colts. You're going to bet the Colts. All right. It's I have a hard time with this one. There's. I'm not sure what to make of Indianapolis. Watson seems primed to have a bad game, doesn't he? Like it, it seems like it's coming. I'm going to lean Houston here, and I'm not, uh, not a lot of confidence in this one. Man, you're right. The, coast, the post-coach bump has been incredible with Deshaun Watson, man. He's just playing lights out. Uh, 51 is your total in this one, Max. Um... Um... I think I will only lean. The, I see, see, I'm telling you, man, I, I was liking so much yeah. of the totals here. I will lean the over here. I have this at 54. Colts winning 30 to 24. It was almost another bet Ooh. here. 
almost <laughs> but i just uh, lean the over i got so many fucking totals like seriously i'm looking i'm scrolling i, I was scrolling through it's like do i really want to bet this one i you know and and no i know I'll, I'll keep this as a lean yeah i've not had a lot of success with totals but i actually feel really kind of good about this one um the texans defense isn't great They've given up 420 plus yards per game. Uh, the Colts, when they just cut Phyllis Rivers loose and let him throw the ball, they're actually a much better team. They can't run uh, whatsoever. So um, I like this as an overplay as well. So much that I'll actually bet it. Mm. I have this game going considerably over past my margin of error. So I will bet the over as well. You're going to bet the over. Wow. I'm leaning the under by a, like a tenth of a point. I'm, I'm going to lean the under uh, 50.9. is what I have. So there you go. Mm, boy, overs. Y- you guys were touting this or not. You guys, I was just Panther. This is the, the, the this is the best defense in the NFL. The Colts. No, I've had you not listen. I said the Bears are the best. If you give the Bears a fucking quarterback, they're like, Ten and two. No, I'm just I'm I'm listening to what you said before, and they're you know weeks past. Well, well, you know the stats they are what they are, but they've been exposed. <laughs> this team is getting exposed, especially in the air. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got Jacksonville, Minnesota. Uh, Booger eating morons minus ten. <laughs> uh, Vikings, great chance of being five hundred after this week. Uh, there's a chance they end up with eight wins this season. In fact, and I think that would be a huge accomplishment for a team that started out one and five, but still overall a disappointment uh, of a season for Minnesota. I think there's some silver linings, especially in offense. I think. I, Honestly, I think they're one of the best offenses in the league. Kirk Cousins looked fantastic recently. Dalvin Cook is absolutely unstoppable. Thielen's coming back. Uh, full array of weapons. Uh, Justin Jefferson, the, the rookie wide receiver, looks amazing. Tight end Kyle Ruoff is having himself a year as well. The Jags just cannot defend at all against Minnesota on, on in the air, on the ground, whatever. And I think the Vikings should be poised for a big day here. That all said... I just cannot lay two scores on the Vikings. <laughs> I, I don't have enough faith to bet the Jags here, even with those points. I will lean Jacksonville. Trust me, I am saving my chalk for a rainy day. I, I got one coming. Oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> There's going to be some rain in Kansas City, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, Minnesota has been playing phenomenal, particularly Kirk Cousins, who's not been turning the ball over 11 touchdowns in the last four games. If the Vikings defense could have just even pretended to take on the field, uh, they, they would have taken out the Cowboys. But uh, Dalvin Cook ran is running really well. Got two, Jefferson has been an actual um, great replacement uh, in Minnesota. So maybe a little too late. I don't know. But if they can keep this thing going, um, they actually have a shot at backdooring their way into these playoffs. Jacksonville, they're 0-5 on the road. They've been competitive outside of that Pittsburgh game. They're actually playing close games, two to Cleveland, four to Green Bay, two to Houston. I, I The Viking defense just doesn't give me enough confidence to lay that many points. So I'm going to lean Jacksonville with the points. This is another game where the uh, underdog has one statistical advantage in kicking. So I think Minnesota wins this game. 
somehow, some way, Jacksonville, whether it's gluten free or Glennon or the mustache or whoever they roll out there, a quarterback seems to be able to stay close or backdoor cover at the end and just rip your heart out. So I'm going to lean Jacksonville, but not bet them. All right. Gotcha. And I'm going to bet Jacksonville plus the 10. I've been liking this Jacksonville lines. They're so, so outlandish in so many cases. And I'm going to bet them plus the points. And we're going to get that post GM bump. What we're looking for right here. Uh, Max, your total on this one is 51. Yeah, it's funny you're talking about post GM bump, and I was I was messaging with you yesterday, and it seems like uh, uh, the Jags might make a huge play for Dorsey uh, to to bring him in as the, as the uh, to run the operations there. And if so, then the the rumor is that Bienemy might then become the coach. Uh, it seems like it's a package deal between Dorsey and Bienemy. We had a little you know discussion of whether do you go to Houston with the established Deshaun Watson and, and, you know, but he's, he's on that big contract where you go to Jacksonville where you have you know probably the second pick in the draft to build your team. So be interested in see what happens uh, with, with the, the GM out of the picture there and which GM they're going to go after. Um, I don't know if it makes a difference uh, other than the fact that they might now lose by more, right? Because it is, it is in the tinfoil hat theory that the GM was the one that yeah. was trying to <laughs> try to keep them in games. Um, I'm going to bet the under on this one. Uh, you have this at what? You have this at 51, you 51, said? Yeah, yeah. I, I will bet the under. I have this at 50. I have the Vikings 29, Jaguars 21. So I, I do think this is under, and it's a bet for me. Uh, yeah, I look, I hate Minnesota's defense. Um, Jacksonville, I think, is going to be able to score, put up some points. I know for a fact Minnesota's going to put up some points. All six of Minnesota's home games have gone over the total. This will meet week number seven. I'm going to bet the over. I have the score of 50, uh, 50, 30 to, to 22, so 52 points. It's just one point over. It's a lean for me. Just a lean on the over for you. You got it. I'm going to bet the under as well. I like where Max is at. I think he's I think he's right. I think he's right because my numbers agree with him. So Max is a genius. I'm going to bet the under. All right. Can you just can you just splice out that one Max is a genius and just play that throughout the whole show? I mean, that's just an hour of you just saying Max is a genius. He only does it live. We'll never have to use it in the future. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, the Raiders are going to New York. Uh, Raiders minus eight is where it's at right now. At six and five, the Raiders uh, playoff hopes are still there, but not as good as they were when they were six and three. (laughs) Consecutive losses. I've been kind of a bummer for Chucky and crew, but what better way to get in the win column than playing the fucking Jets? Adam Gase, the guy that Panther defended vehemently earlier in the season, finally came out and said that he impacted the development of Sam Darnold. Well, no fucking shit. (laughs) The Jets' best strategy for this this game is is honestly to rely on uh, to avoid relying on Darnold and just give the ball to old man Gore to run through the Vegas defense, uh, which can happen. The Raiders do not defend well against the run there. Josh Jacobs out for the Raiders. So I think what we can do is expect a bounce back week from Mr. Derek Carr to help them score some points. Is he worth a fantasy start? I'll defer to Rich on that one since his love affair with uh, Derek Carr is on and off as a fantasy QB. Uh, but I do think he's going to have a solid bounce back week. Uh, am I in love with a road dog traveling cross country? Eight point favorite. Not in love with it, but it's the fucking Jets. 
So, of course, maybe I'm going to convince, quote-unquote, Panther to do it again. But this week, I'll actually bet the Las Vegas Raiders. But this week, you don't have to convince me of anything because it's the Jets. And, man, I think I think Devontae Booker could have some yards. Um, we'll have a pretty effective uh, rushing game with uh, Jacobs out. And Derek Carr will probably yeah, – this is the kind of game that can make the Raiders feel good about themselves. But I don't want you to come back and be like, oh, the Raiders are good because they're going to go in and smack the shit out of the Jets. The Raiders are – everybody is markedly better than the Jets. The Cowboys are better than the Jets. Um, I hate the Jets. So, yeah. I don't hate the Jets. I just hate this Jets. They're terrible. Adam Gase can't defend Adam Gase to say he's a good coach or bad coach. I still stand by what I said. He ain't got no talent. There ain't shit there. So you can give Bill, give him Bill Belichick, Andy Reid. I don't care. The Jets have zero talent. Raiders are winning this going away. I'm betting the Raiders. As long as Sam Darnold's starting, I think they win this game going away. If Joe Flacco, as horrible as that sounds, actually starts – They'll have a chance to stay with an eight. Uh, from what I've read, it's going to be Darnold again. And when he scores and when he plays, they can't score more than 10. I think the Raiders can get above 18. So I'll make it uh, a bet for me. I'll bet the, I'll take a second road dog and just wear myself out this week again. I'll bet the Raiders. All right. Um, a kiss of death on a road favorite. I, I can't believe it. But yeah, I got to bet the Raiders. They're going to win by more than eight. It sure looks like it was up to nine and a half. Did you see that? The spread was up yeah, to nine. Yeah. That's a little high, but eight. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'll buy it down to seven, but <laughs> I'm going to bet the Raiders minus the eight. Uh, total in this one is 46 and a half. Usually we make the joke like, oh, uh, French kiss of death. You, be- you better jump on the Jets. No, I'm not making that joke because no one should jump on the fucking Jets. It's bet the Raiders uh, or don't bet this game at all. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, we got 46 as 46 the total. And, it's 46 and a half 46 is what my bookie has. Yeah, I will bet the under. I have, there's a 43. Raiders 30, Jets 13. That is definitely an easy bet on the under for me. Yeah, the Raiders don't exactly pour out the stingiest defense, but the Jets are so bad. I, I still think they'll probably be the typical Jets and probably still struggle to get to 10 points. But I'm now you're banking on the Raiders to get into the mid-30s. Maybe they can, maybe they won't, but that just seems like a big ask really for both teams. So I'll lean the under here. I'm going to lean the over. I have the Raiders hitting 31 and the um, Jets hitting uh, 17. So that's a little bit over, not enough to break my margin of error. So I will just lean the over. I thought you said it was only going to be 10. Well, that's Magic XL says that Darnold finds that extra touchdown in there. Maybe, you know, Derek Carr finds another fumble. Yeah, well, that, yeah there's <laughs> that. Picks up a score. I'm going to bet the under two. I've got it just coming in under that 46 and a half, but I like it enough. I'm hoping this is going to be kind of maybe. Is it going to be bad weather? Do we know? Max, what's like it over there? I mean, it's rainy and crappy right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too terrible tomorrow but it's it's been we've, we've been going through like some you know some shitty weather here uh looking at the forecast tomorrow seems to be clearing up rain wise but it's gonna be cold it's gonna be a colder day here in in uh so maybe some wind but yeah i don't think they're gonna have to worry about the rain and shit like that that i'm dealing with today okay bet the under all right next up new orleans atlanta saints on the road minus three max 
Week two without Drew Brees still resulted in a Saints win, but Taysom Hill didn't exactly light the fucking world on fire. 78 yards, one interception performance. He did add in 44 yards on the ground, two TDs, but uh, you know these stats are in Cam Newton territory, not exactly what the Saints were hoping for for their future. Denver defense did manage to contain the passing game by putting pressure on Hill. And if the Falcons can do the same, it'll put the pressure once again on the New Orleans running game. That New Orleans running game that combined for 220 yards last week on the ground and should be up to the challenge once again this week, should they have to. Hill was able to navigate the Falcons defense just two weeks ago. Saints defense did a great job creating turnovers in that one, disrupting the running game for Atlanta. And I think New Orleans should get another win this week. But I think with some footage on Hill, Raheem Morris will be better prepared to contain him. I think this is this is going to be a closer game than it was two weeks ago. Uh, I will bet the Falcons here to keep it within the three. Mm. Another one of those teams with that uh, post-coach firing bump. The Falcons have played remarkably well uh, since Dan Quinn was chased out of town. And even that loss against New Orleans, I mean, 24-9 is – they just can't get their offense going. The Saints' defense has been otherworldly. Um, they they are they've given up three nine thirteen three. Would you believe in the last five games the team that scored the most points is the Chicago Bears at twenty three points? So the, the Saints' defense has been playing great. The Falcons' defense has actually been playing great since Dan Quinn, a defensive coordinator, mind you, was fired. Um, the thing off about me for this game is just that it the line. I actually probably would have bet New Orleans if they were like minus six or seven, but their minus three just gives me a giant pause. Um, I think they're daring Vegas wants you to bet New Orleans. So for that, I'm going to have to get off of them and lean Atlanta here with the points. Like um, Max said, they just played two weeks ago and the New Orleans defense just completely throttled the Atlanta offense. I think they'll probably throttle the Atlanta offense once again. Just they looked horrible in that game. They couldn't run. Matt Ryan was making mistakes right and left, incomplete passes. I know that Julio Jones says he feels great, so perhaps they'll have a little bit more offense available for them today. I'm going to lean. I, I think that New Orleans wins this game once again, running away, probably quite literally running the ball. And uh, I'm going to lean New Orleans. Close okay. to bet. I'm just going to lean them, though. What's your number? Two? Yeah, I think if I had two and a half under the hook, and I'd be on New Orleans. Okay, okay. I'm I'm definitely leaning Atlanta here. I couldn't quite get enough. Um, I don't have enough wiggle room to bet it, but I do think Atlanta covers the game. I don't think they win the game. I think they, they can cover that three. It looks to me like this is going to be a really close game. All right. The total in this really close game, Max, is 46 very close. I mean, I have the Saints winning 27 to 25. Yeah. So it's it, again, it's within two. And if you add those two numbers up, that is 52. So I will lean the over on this one. I know two solid defenses. We're talking about them and, you know, that uh, perception issues of, of the Falcons dynamic offense is def- definitely not there. But I, I do think these teams get into the, you know, mid to high 20s against each other. And, and that would be an over uh, just not going to bet confident. it though. I'm not going to bet it. I'm not confident enough to bet it because again, it could be the complete opposite where both these teams just play like absolute shit and it's it's, you know, 21 to 20. <laughs> 
well, both these teams could play absolutely great defense again and it's still 21 to 20. But, um, <laughs> you know, Atlanta actually, believe it or not, if they could pull off the victory here, that now they could be sniffing possible playoff hopes. Um, they could, they could go on a winning streak and get to nine and seven, right? Get them into the playoffs. There's a lot riding on this game. New Orleans looking for that home field advantage. Atlanta um, still maybe holding on hopes. I think this is a defensive struggle. I think it's played very, very close to the vest. Um, I'm going to lean the under. Yeah, I have the game going considerably over, and then I review in my qualitative research to see how the teams have actually played against each other. And they don't really go over this number that they, Vegas has set too often. So despite what my Magic XL says, I'm going to lean the under. You're going to lean the under. Okay. Got it. I'm going to bet the over. I think this is going to happen. I'm, I'm uh, you know, The second coming of Michael Vick or Steve Young is going to put up some points. And I think Atlanta can keep up too. I think they're going to put up some points as well. So, yeah, I think this is going to go over the 46. And Max... If I wanted to bet on the over 46 points, where would I where would I go? Head over to my bookie with the Christmas holidays right around the corner. My bookie has been in a giving mood. They did a $250 risk-free bet on Thanksgiving. They boosted odds, free bets every hour on Black Friday. Continued to give away more freebies on Cyber Monday. I mean, for a sports book that's supposed to be in the business of making money, they were just absolutely giving it away. And that's just one of the reasons why I have been loving my bookie this season. Fact is, if you're going to bet on these NFL games, you're going to want to do it at my bookie because you deserve to bet with the best. Make your deposit using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. They're going to match you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. So you put in 200, you get an extra $100 to play with. Join, deposit, so simple. More importantly, though, getting paid from them is so simple, so quick. Treat yourself to some extra cash in your pocket this holiday season. Support degeneracy at the same time. Keep the lights on around here, people. We need them. It's not just winter season. It is winning season. So bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. All right. Cleveland is going to Tennessee. Next up, Tennessee Titans. Now, this is fun. They open up minus four. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. They're five and a half at most books. MyBookie's got them all the way up minus six. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I, I bet on this one yesterday, um, so that's unfortunate. Uh, six now. 
You got two eight and three teams going at it this week, and holy shit, one of them is the Cleveland Browns. Eight and three. Can you believe that? Guaranteed at least a 500 season. Uh, Cleveland's won three in a row, narrowly beat the Jaguars last week. Uh, Rich had some choice words for them on the Monday show, if you download and listen to that episode. And rightfully so. Uh, for the Titans, though, they're coming off of one of their most decisive wins of the season. They absolutely thumped the Colts. You look at Cleveland, man. They rush for 161 yards per game. That is number one in the league. Can you guys just want to take a gather at who is number two in the league at rushing? Cleveland? Number two would be the Tennessee Titans. Ah. <laughs> Cleveland's number one. Tennessee Titans, number two. Uh you imagine both defenses preparing all week, being focused to stopping the run and putting the ball in Ryan Tannehill and Baker Mayfield's hands. Yikes. <laughs> I still think the running backs get theirs in this game. Uh, while Tennessee should get the win, I don't know if they cover this one. I bet this yesterday over at my bookie at five and, uh, you know, Browns getting five and a half. I should have waited. Could have got six. And that's what I'm going to do here. I will bet the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, if you look at Cleveland, I mean, they've actually been playing remarkably well, albeit against subpar competition. They played Jacksonville, Philadelphia, Houston. They had that windstorm, messy thing against the Raiders and the Bengals. They went four, uh, four and one in those five games, and the one they lost was in that windstorm against the Raiders. But they've been playing well against bad teams. Problem is, they're not going against a bad team. Tennessee has played remarkably well on the offensive side of the ball the last two weeks, uh, particularly with Derrick Henry just running roughshod over everybody. Um, Indiana or Indianapolis is, you know, I, I beat up on them over their, um, you know, pass coverage and not being able to stop the pass. But man, Derrick Henry had his way with them last week. Um, th- this is a team that I just, I still, I like them. I just find them to be fairly inconsistent. I don't trust them to do what they've done against Baltimore and Indianapolis every single week because this is the same team that got whacked by Indianapolis at home. Um, the, the Two of the three losses have been at home. So I think Tennessee does win it. I think this is a very competitive game, but I'm with Max. Um, I like Cleveland plus the points. I'm only going to lean it, though. I only want to lean Browns. According to Pythagorean, these are two of the luckiest teams in the league with with Cleveland being the luckiest team in the league uh, <laughs> to date. It's going to be a running game, old-fashioned smash mouth, three yards in a cloud of dust. And which team do you think will be a little bit luckier? Or perhaps which quarterback will be less bad than the other when, the, when it's on them? And I, I think Tannehill's been less bad than Baker Mayfield. Baker does tend to make mistakes in pressure situations and their coach tends to make mistakes in pressure situations. I think Tennessee is going to win this game, but I do expect Cleveland will keep it close simply because I don't think either team is going to get away from their game plan of running the ball. I'm going to lean the Browns. You're going to lean the Browns. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm not crazy about this game at all. As far as betting it goes, uh, I'm going to lean the Titans minus the points. I got a lot of questions about Cleveland. When you play the NFC East, it really fucks up your numbers. Like they're not playing real football teams. You know, we play Dallas. Like it really throws your numbers way off. So I'm going to lean Tennessee minus the points, but yeah, no confidence even in that lean. 
Uh, the total in this one, Max, is 53. You know, by the way, as a Rams fan, I take offense to that statement about playing the NFC East. <laughs> we actually played Dallas when they had a quarterback. So <laughs> there's right, that. Right, yeah. Uh, I will lean the over here. I got the Titans winning this one 29 to 23 for a total of 55 points. Wow. Now, both these defenses are probably on the wrong side of mediocre. Um, I, I think they're probably right there at mediocre average. Um, and their weak spots is actually pass coverage and pass defense. Um, both of them do decently well against the run. Uh, but I think both these teams are at least going to take their stabs at running their bell cows. Uh, I think this probably goes over. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, so I will lean the over. I think both teams are going to stick to their game plan. They're going to run. They're going to run. They're going to run. Tennessee probably feels more comfortable with Tannehill with the ball in his hand, but I don't think they feel very comfortable at all with Baker Mayfield trying to make plays to win the game. I mean, if you look at last week, he had guys wide open in the end zone and he's throwing the ball over their head to their left and just completely wildly inaccurate. I think they're going to run, 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 and the game will go under. So I'm going to lean the under. All right. Got you in. I'm going to bet the over. I think this one does go over. Um, Just like 55 and a half is what i've got it at so yeah i'm gonna bet the over in this one i think it can i think this one could potentially get out of hand let's hope panther's right that these are defenses that allow a lot of points all right this is the game everyone's been waiting for the first place new york giants played the first place seattle seahawks right yeah the giants won three straight Pretty much in the driver's seat of winning the nfc east with their beefy four and seven record <laughs> Unfortunately for them, they phase off against the Seahawks this week, and a loss could mean an 8-8 eight and eight record at best. Daniel Jones is listed as doubtful, so it looks like Colt McCoy is expected to start there, which means the Giants will try to go to the red-hot Wayne Gallman. The only problem is Seattle has the third-best rushing defense in the league. They only give up 89 yards per game on the ground. Conversely, the Seahawks have reestablished their run game with a healthy backfield, but face a pretty stout Giants run defense that is fifth best in the league. So where Seattle can and will get to the Giants, of course, is in the air. DK Metcalf was hounded by Darius Slay last week. He only put up 177 yards. No big deal. He's going to get the attention of James Bradbury, the only person in the secondary of the Giants uh, worth a damn. And that's going to leave Tyler Lockett wide open. He's going to be matched up against a burlap bag of shit out there. And just he's going to have a good game as well. I, and honestly, I think the Metcalf still probably has a good fucking game against uh, uh, Bradbury. I have the Seahawks winning this one. I have the Seahawks covering this one again. You guys know where I'm going. I'm saving my chalk for a little bit later. I will lean Seattle here. Yeah. I, I was higher on Seattle at the beginning of the season. I know I took a lot of grief from Max because he wanted to level them as frauds. Um, but the one thing I don't like is they stopped letting Russ cook. And I know a lot of that had to do with the interceptions, but now they just don't score. 23, 28, 16, 34, and a loss against Buffalo. I This is a team that's not as explosive as they were. And when you've got guys like Lockett and Metcalf – um, I'm just, I want Russ throwing the ball 45 times a game. 
Uh, they haven't been all that great running the ball. So I don't understand what they're doing here with uh, taking the ball out of their best players' hands. So be it. Um, the Giants have played much better, but against really bad competition. All their wins have been against teams that won't make the playoffs. Although maybe Washington does at the expense of the Giants. Who knows? Uh, but the Giants have covered eight of their past nine road games. I think 11 is too many for a team against the Seahawks. Just aren't as explosive as they were at the beginning of the season. So I'm going to lean the Giants with those points. I don't think the Seahawks have beaten anybody by 10 this year. In, that includes Philadelphia, which is not a very good team. Uh, so I, I think that – and they didn't even beat the Cowboys by that many. So And they're a really, really, really bad team. So I, I think the Giants will stay within 10. So I'm going to – I'm borderline – yeah, screw it. I'll bet the Giants. I'll take McCoy, Colt McCoy and bet the Giants. I Ooh, think the Giants cover. Man. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I'm going to lean Seattle. If Daniel Jones was playing – I would absolutely be betting the Giants. But with Colt, yeah, I remember what he looked like before. I'm going to lean the Seahawks here, though. Ten and a half is just, it's a few too many. It's a few, it, although Excel is telling me, bet the, bet the Seahawks, bet the Seahawks. They're going to win by 14. Uh, man, the total in this one is 47. I'm trying to do the math to see what I have. I think they have, I have them winning by. 12 or 13 here. Yeah. yeah. Not, not quite 14, but yeah, it's Seahawks 31 giants, 19 at best. Uh, that, that equals 50. Again, this is, this is kind of putting some, uh, not faith in the giants offense, more along the lines of, uh, that, that Seattle defense. I, I it's getting better. It is, but mm-hmm. it's still, you can still score on them. So I think even the giants can score close to 20 on them and the Seahawks are going to score, you know, in, in the thirties. So that that's 50 right there. So yeah, I will bet the over here. I do think this one goes over. You know, part of my saying that the Seahawks haven't been playing that well on offense or scoring a lot is their defense has actually been playing better, giving up 17, 21, 23 in their last three games. So um, they just tended to have lower scoring games. I never expect the Giants to put up large amounts of numbers, so I'll lean the under here. Yeah, I, I have the game going slightly, ever so slightly over, so I will lean the over. All right, got it. I'm with Max. I, I'm going to bet the over here, too. I've got this going going over by a nice margin, so yeah, I think there's going to be some points in this one. It might get exciting over in Seattle this weekend. We'll see. All right. Now, this is a game that absolutely fascinates me. Rams at Cardinals. Rams opened up minus one. They're minus two and a half. My bookie minus three pinnacle. Rams shit the bed last week. Wow. I mean, uh, squandered a huge chance to win the NFC West. Uh, I think they still have a very good shot at making the playoffs. A win this week would increase their playoff chances to, I believe, 94%. And a loss by the Cardinals would drop them to six and six, reduce their playoff hopes to under 40%. Just think about this. If the Cardinals lose and the Vikings win, they're both six and six. Like that's just fucking crazy. Kyler Murray looked banged up in that Cardinals loss to the Patriots last week. It's not certain how bad his shoulder actually is. And this team needs Murray to be on top of his game to have any chance of making the playoffs. If it wasn't for his heroics three weeks ago against Buffalo, this team would actually be on a four-game losing streak. In fact, over their last five games, they have a negative eight-point differential, meaning they're winning or losing close games. Uh, but 
that just goes to show you that it's this is a team that needs Murray to be awesome to either win by just a little or lose by just a little. I mean, if he's banged up, I, I don't know what to think of this team right now. Uh, I do expect him to be healthier than he was last week. I do expect him to be better than he has been in the last couple of weeks. We know the Rams defense is going to be up to the task of guarding Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think they're going to, Arizona is going to be able to run the ball. I, I, I'd say the Rams have one of, if not the best rush defense in the league. So I think uh, offense on the ground is going to be tough to come by for Arizona. So they're going to have to use Murray to, to beat this team. We know that Jalen Rams is going to be, all up in uh, DeAndre Hopkins' business, so we'll see if Christian Kirk can get some love as well. Where the Cardinals, I believe, can make up some ground is by forcing turnovers, and that Rams offense is is right there to do it. Uh, Goff better limit those turnovers today if he expects to keep his job, and ultimately, I, do, I think he does. I think the Rams can get a solid win this week. I just don't like them covering. I don't like them covering on the road. I don't like them covering at home. I don't like them covering this game at all. I feel like Sam, I am. Uh, I'll lean the Cardinals here. I can't, I can't bet them, of course, but I, I do think that they are going, this is going to be a, a really good close game. So what, what is the line we're playing with here, Arch? Two and a half? Or two and three? a half. Two and a half. Um, I'm looking at the numbers. You just can't get away from these numbers. Um, the Cardinals, I mean, Max nailed it on the head. They're in every single game, win or lose, but they've been losing and and probably should have lost that Buffalo game. And even you go back five weeks ago against Seattle, they had to go to overtime to get that win. Um, The one thing about the Rams I don't like is three of their four losses have been on the road. So them on the road gives you a little bit of a pause. I think these two teams are actually pretty even. Um, The Rams might have a slight advantage in the running game for this particular game just because – they're, they're healthy, and they've got the three-headed monster uh, with their three running backs. Um, it, it all comes down to Kyler Murray, and he's he's banged up, and they've not been playing as well. I, I, man, I hate agreeing with Max here, but it, it's it's so close. I think the Rams win, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals have this at one or two points or maybe even well, overtime would actually probably be a good thing unless it ends up being a tie, but I'm going to lean the Rams. Winning against the the Cardinals has been uh, pretty much the the standard for the Rams. They've won five in a row. And the crazy thing is, if you look back at their last 10 games, the favorite, it looks to me like, is covered in all but one of them, and they pushed in the last. So I have a game pretty close. Magic Excel says that the Cardinals will cover. I'm going to lean the Cardinals, though I do have a feeling the Rams are going to win this game and cover. So you are leaning the Cardinals or the Rams? I'm going to lean the Cardinals, but all my uh, all the research tells me to expect the Rams to win and cover, but all the XL stuff tells me it'll be a tight game that Arizona covers. So I'll go with the XL against myself <laughs> and lean the uh, Cardinals. Has McVay, Max, has McVay ever called out golf like he did you know, this week? Uh, he never actually said him by name either. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think this is the most he's ever called out a player on his team and he he didn't even say it by name this, this is just the kind of guy he is right he tries to keep things in the locker room so for him to say we need to limit quarter uh turnovers at the quarterback position 
that is the biggest call out he's probably ever done. So yeah, I mean, never in public. Uh, this guy's been uh, behind the scenes kind of guy. Uh, he's probably you know uh, taking guys aside in the locker room and and you know screaming his head off at them uh, behind the scenes, but yeah. never really in public. No. Okay, I'm just I'm just wondering how golf responds to this being pu- publicly called out by McVeigh. Well, you know, kind of sort of not really. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we need less turnovers on our quarterback position. Yeah, it's like I'm looking at the backup. I'm like. You right there. Uh-huh. I'm talking to you, buddy. You know, one of the things that one of the things about those those things though, and I think Arians and Brady, I, I really think there's some stuff that we don't know. I, I would believe that he probably had the conversation with Goff and said, um, I'm gonna bring it up in the media. I everybody throws Bruce Arians under the bus for him throwing Tom Brady under the bus. And I think it's all media ploy. The Arians and you know, talks to Brady is like, hey, I'm gonna it makes me look like I'm the coach or wh- whatever bullshit they want to come up with. But you never know what the when they're talking to the media, if they're telling the truth or not. I think McVeigh, I, I respect McVeigh. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. I gotta believe he's probably had closed door talks with Goff and, and even probably told him like, Hey, I might slightly expose you with the media this week. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. I, I, with Arians though, I think that, you know, I mean, this is Tom Brady. All he's playing for is his fucking legacy. And for Arians to call him out, he's never done that. He didn't do it with Kurt Warner. He's never done that. So for him to do it this year, it just seems kind of weird. Well, I mean, it's Tom Brady. I mean, it's, it's not like he's the nicest of fucking guys. You look at Kurt Warner. Kurt right? <laughs> Warner is a fucking saint. I mean, Tom Brady's an asshole. So maybe it's deserved. Maybe so. I thought, no <laughs> I thought Arians called out players before. I, I thought this was kind of his MO. He did, he did it on the Colts. He, he, did, he did it in Indianapolis. I, I, don't, I don't ever remember him doing it with Kurt Warner, though. Uh, maybe with, with uh, who was it? Uh, was it? Jake the Snake Plumber he had for no not Plot Plumber who the did he have uh, the other uh, Bengals quarterback that went there uh, Carson Palmer, uh, Carson Palmer, yeah. Carson Palmer. Palmer. Uh, he might have done it with Carson Palmer but he ne- yeah he never spoke a word about uh, Kurt Warner yeah. well you know they say a bad craftsman always blames his tools so well that's true and that's if you true. if you talk shit on Kurt Warner Mrs Warner fucking pops you in the mouth that's probably God, why he didn't talk down with lightning yeah. if you talk bad about <laughs> Kurt Warner. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna lean the Cardinals in this one. Uh it's gonna be a hell of a game though. This is probably the game I'm most excited to watch. Uh the total in this one, Max, forty eight. I'm gonna bet the over on this one. I have Rams winning twenty six to twenty five for a total of fifty one. So I like the over here. I'm not a big fan of Rich's dumb pushes, but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this is like twenty four to twenty four and maybe goes to overtime. Um I, I I wrote down under. I wrote down under lean, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went over. This could go either way. I, I'll lean the under, but no confidence. Most of these games that these two team play, these two teams play, do go under. Um, usually, it's they're one sided. One team scores a lot, and one team hardly scores at all. I, I have this game going under. I think the game will go under. Um, both teams, least lately for Arizona, seem to have a top side to them. The Rams always have a top side to their offense. This game's going to go under. I'm going to bet the under. You're going to bet the under. If it goes under then you got to think you got to think Rams win or Rams cover, don't you? I, I, I do think the Rams probably win and cover uh yeah. in, in, 
but Excel tells me it's going to be closer than that, okay. and that Arizona will stay within. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stick to leaning okay. Arizona. I just envision if it's going under that it's because Arizona just is not scoring. Yeah, but neither does neither yeah, really but... does do the Rams. They don't score a whole lot either. Okay, well I'm gonna bet the over in this one. I think that I think uh, I think <laughs> there will be some points scored from Arizona. So I think this will go over the 48. Like it, Rich is on an island with Panther. Next up, oh, Philadelphia no. at Green Bay. Eagles are plus nine on the road. I'm not sure if I've apologized enough for my bashing of the Packers. So here we go. Here it comes. The Packers are a fine team. They beat the teams they are expected to beat. They should be able to beat the Eagles this week. Go cheeseheads. There. Good? We fine? Wisconsin? We good now? You have a fine team. You have a fine football team. You're coming off of the trouncing of the Bears. Congrats. Great job. You're hosting an Eagles team that's lost three in a row. An Eagles team with a quarterback controversy brewing. What better time for Carson Wentz on the Eagles to fucking show up, right? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's happening, though. Wentz continues to just get sacked at a crazy rate. And I think it's causing him to force the ball, throw, throw these bad uh, interceptions. The dude's been sacked 46 times in 11 games. It's resulted in him throwing 15 interceptions. He's had three fumbles. One, he's given up. Uh, for the Packers, you know, I, I, can't, I can't argue that Rodgers isn't having a hell of a year. In fact, if you download and listen to every single episode, or if you download and listen to yesterday's episode, you'd know that I like him as a value play for MVP. Since losing a bad game to the Eagles last season, Rodgers has thrown 53 touchdowns to seven interceptions. He's on pace to beat, uh, to beat Drew Brees as the fastest quarterback to 400 touchdown passes. And I think Rodgers is going to add a few more to that tally this week. Go Cheeseheads. Packers going to win this one. They're going to cover this one. Well, fuck you. I'm not going to bet you. I will lean Green Bay. <laughs> uh, I'll make this one quick and easy and painless. Philadelphia can't win on the road, not to mention they really can't win at all. Green Bay's 4-1 and one at home. Green Bay scores almost 32 points per game. Philadelphia's ceiling is probably about 24, and they've scored 17 points exactly their last three games, all losses. Green Bay's winning this one easy. They're going to cover. I'm betting the Packers. Uh, the last bad team to show up in Wisconsin was the Jacks. Well, the, the Bears were there too, but it's a little bit different because there's a little bit of that bad blood between Wisconsin, Illinois, you know, the Bears, Packers. Jacksonville showed up there and stayed close. Philadelphia is the NFC East version of Jacksonville, except they got two more wins. I am going to lean the Philadelphia Eagles in this spot. I think that they'll stay in the game, but not close to winning the game. If the Eagles win, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut myself just just to feel something again because I've got this bet on the NFC East. Anybody but the Eagles. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna bet Green Bay minus the nine. This is way outside my comfort zone betting a, a point spread this high. But if they don't cover. I'll have some words for you on Monday, that's for sure. I have Packers winning by like 17 points. They've got to, they've got to cover this one. Total in on this one is 49. 
Yeah, I got, I got the Packers running away with this, this one too. Uh, Packers 33, Eagles 19. Add that up together, you get 52. That is a bet on the over. So I do think uh, the Packers single-handedly probably could probably push this almost to the over, uh, and I'm hope so. Listen, I'm, I'm I, uh, my my fantasy football team is the fr- my fraud of a fantasy football team at ten and two on the season is going up against the other ten and two team this week. So I need Aaron Rodgers to have a big game. So yeah, go go Cheeseheads. <laughs> it's turned him all over. He's a Green Bay fan now. Um, I don't trust Philadelphia to score enough points, even though Green Bay's defense is mediocre. So I, I'm going to go with the under. I, I, I think Green Bay wins this easy and probably can call off the dogs in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to lean the under. Even the Bears managed to score 25 points last week. I know a lot of it was in garbage time, but still they got 25. The, the Green Bay's defense, had, they do let up points. I expect that you'll see in, in Philadelphia scores around 17. I think between the two, Philadelphia gets to the to the better side of 20, and Green Bay will get to the better side of 30. That'll put them over. I'm going to bet the over in this game. All right. Yeah, I like the over here too. This is the square sucker play of the week right here. I'm going to bet the, the home team favorite and the over. So there we go. All right. Next up, the Patriots are going to L.A. It opened up. Chargers minus one and a half. It looks like it's one and a half now. All right. I'm going to bring up a history lesson here. And Panther probably knows this name. Panther, do you know the name? Do you remember the name? Jimmy Clausen. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're going there. I I, I saw this and then some of the other stuff being talked about. We're going to go Jimmy Clausen here. We're going Jimmy Clausen. Notre Dame quarterback that had a cup of coffee in the NFL. Played 22 games over the course of six seasons. With the Panthers, the Bears, and the Ravens, he has the distinction of throwing three touchdowns and nine interceptions in the 2010 season for a 0.33 TD to interception ratio. Why do I bring this up? Panther alluded to it. There's been some talk about Mr. Cam Newton and his stellar four touchdowns to nine interceptions this season. He has now entered Jimmy Clausen territory, so congrats, Cam Newton. I do believe he does have a chance to get back on track this week against an exploitable Chargers defense. I'm not sure if Cam can keep up with Justin Herbert. Uh, Rookie's been absolutely stellar this year. He's had six games with over 300 passing yards. But the hoodie, man, the hoodie usually handles rookie quarterbacks fairly well. I think this is going to be one of his biggest challenges ever because this this is one of the better rookie quarterbacks that we've seen. But we'll see. We'll see what Bill has in store for the rookie. Uh, We keep talking about not being ready to bury the hoodie. Well, I mean, Panther buried him last week and was wrong. Uh, But isn't isn't a loss this uh, week? They've got to play flawless football from here on out. So a loss this week should do it for the Patriots. And I think this is where their playoff hopes die. I'm going to lean the Chargers. I think they get the win here. They probably cover... But I mean, God, God damn it, it's a fucking Patriots. I, I, I was just waiting for you to add something there. I, I, I can't. Uh, it, it is the fucking Patriots. They're one in four on the road. Like, th- that's not typical Belichick to struggle as much on the road. Um, they're not an offensive juggernaut. They don't score a lot of points. But the Chargers, I mean, 
that defense. You just can't get away from that defense. The Chargers' defense is so bad, they're going to make Cam Newton not look like Jimmy Clausen. But they, they've lost four of their last five. Their only win is against the Jets, and they let the Jets score 28 points. This is uh, – look, I love Justin Herbert. Uh, Austin Eckler's back. He uh, was really good last week, even though they lost. Um, he'll probably do really well again tomorrow. But I, until the Chargers address this defense, it's going to be almost impossible to take them. I'm going to lean the Patriots. They're still in this playoff hunt. They get this win, and we're going to be talking about New England whether or not we uh, we buried them too soon. The Patriots, for the most part, in the games they've lost, were in those games, had a chance late to to win or tie, and then made some stupid mistake. I'm just going to go back to you know what I go to all the time is good teams find a way to win, bad teams find a way to lose. I'm not saying New England's a good team, but they definitely have a good coach. He'll find a way to win this game, and if not, the Chargers will find a way to lose this game. New England goes out, they win this game. I don't know what the money line is, but I'll money line the Patriots. You're going to money line the Patriots? Let's see here. It's only one and a half. It's not going to be huge. Uh, yeah, plus, it's going to be like plus 110 maybe. Yeah, plus 107, plus 105 in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they win this game, so. All right. <laughs> Might as well take the extra change. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm going to bet the Patriots. I think they can cover this one. They can win this one. Man, I, yeah, the, the Chargers defense really, that's what we're betting on, is that they can make Cam look better than he, <laughs> he really is. All right, the total in this one is 47, trending down. I will bet the under. Okay. I have the Chargers winning this one 25 to 19 for a total of 44. So I like the under here, and I will bet it. I'm going to... I think I'm going to bet on the Patriots finally finding some offense. They've scored 20 points, 20 points, and 23 points in their last three games. Um, this Chargers defense is just so bad. They they give up 27, 28, 29. I mean, the Patriots got to get into the high 20s here. So, um, I mean, the, if the Patriots get into the high 20s, this thing's easily going over. So, I'm going to bet the over. I have the same score that you have, Max, but just the opposite way around. It's not enough for me to bet the under, but I think for the Patriots to win this game, I think it has to go under. So I'm going to lean the under. All right. I like where your head's at, Max. You got a little bit better than I do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna bet the under as well. I, I think this one's just gonna be an ugly, ugly game. Speaking of, last game on the board, the Denver Broncos going to Kansas City. Chiefs opened up minus thirteen and a half. It's kind of ping-ponging around it's 13 and a half of my bookie telling you guys earlier it's rainy in jersey so i've been saving my chalk points for a rainy day the rainy day has come chiefs and broncos play each other twice a season so there's a lot of data to go on in determining how this game's going to play out looking over their last three games as a sample just taking three the last three games as a sample Casey has outscored Denver 96 to 25. So if you are staring down a two touchdown spread and wondering if the Chiefs can cover, the answer is yes. Yes, they can. Drew Locke is presumably going to get the start after missing last week with those COVID-19 violations. He's kind of had a tumultuous season, but he's proven he, he can put up some numbers at times. The KC defense has been iffy lately. 
but I expect Spags to game plan well in this one, put pressure on Locke to make plays that he can't make. That should lead to some turnovers and good field position for the Chiefs. And with less field to work with, I think Mahomes will only put up like 300 yards this week and not 400. So, you know, they'll get the ball at like the the, the 40-yard line, so that less uh, less room that they got to get down the field, so less yards he's going to throw for. Either way, this is going to be another lopsided one for the Chiefs. Uh, they're going to win by at least two touchdowns here. As I mentioned, saving my chalk up for this one, I am betting KC. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through these stats and show you how dominant they are. Um, Kansas City was 0 for 8 on third down conversions. They ran 51 total plays to Denver 76. They had 286 yards to Denver's 411, and still beat Denver 43 to 16 the last time they played. Like the, the Chiefs didn't have to do anything. The Denver was a turnover machine. Uh, they can't run the ball. They can't really throw the ball effectively to do any damage. Kansas City has been – it's been the Patrick Mahomes MVP show, and they didn't have to break out anybody against Denver. We, You know, Max and I have been talking about whether or not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is actually going to finally run the ball. He finally had 10 carries last week. He only had eight carries the last time against the Broncos. Um, this would seem like it's a great opportunity for the Chiefs to run the ball and establish some running game with uh, Bell and Hilaire. I just don't know if they're going to do it. Um, I'm with Max, though. The, the Chiefs don't even have to outdo you in the stat category to beat you by three touchdowns. So uh, the, this is going to be a mass screen. Probably turn it off by halftime. I'm betting the Chiefs. I think that at some point the Chiefs have to find their running game. This is a spot where they can go ahead and just kind of look at the film from last week when New Orleans ran all over Denver. I expect that Andy Reid will give the ball to Le'Veon Bell and to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire more than he has because he can, and they'll still win comfortably. I have this as a dumb push, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the two touchdowns with Denver and do the stupid thing and lean the Broncos. Yeah, it's a lot of points, and you know we saw it with Tampa Bay. If Kansas City gets a big lead, that's it. They're coasting for the rest of the game. They're just gonna run vanilla offense and just. I don't just let it go. That's what Andy Reid does. And he also doesn't run the football. I'm going to lean Denver. I'm, I'm thinking backdoor cover here. But, uh, yeah, it, it, Chiefs are going to win. <laughs> like this. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn there. Chiefs win. Denver may backdoor cover. But I don't have enough confidence to bet this one. Uh, Max, the total in this one is 50 and a half. Yes. No, 51 in my bookie. Ticked up. Chiefs 33, Broncos 19. I think same square I had Packers beating the Eagles by. <laughs> There's a total of 52, which is, to close out the show, a bet on the over. Can't find the damn mute button. Um, yeah, I, uh, I guess this is all about whether Denver does their job to uh, score enough points. I think Kansas City easily gets into the 30s, maybe even the low 40s again. Um but I'll, I'll like the over, but just I'm going to lean it. And my, my score is pretty similar to Max, but just a one or two points less. I think the game goes ever so slightly under because the Broncos will not hold up their end. So I'm going to lean the under. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning the under just just barely. So it's a, it's a lean for me on the under as well. All right. Whew. Max, every single game, every single spread, every single total. But that is it. 
That is it. Support Degeneracy by buying our t-shirts, buying our hats, buying our coffee mugs. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com and go to the DGEN shop. Make sure to also download the DGEN's app for Android or iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podsale, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, hi, is rating, comment, subscribe, download, listen to every single episode. Rich, final words. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at not the best picks, and he says that it was his top listened to podcast. And with not the best picks, I'm not sure if he's talking about ours or his. Hopefully, he's talking about his. And, he's talking and about you, like, Rich. You specifically. What's that? You specifically. That's what he meant. Yeah, he probably is. It should say Rich is not the best picks, except soccer. That's too long of a username. So do like him, download and listen, but also do like him and let everybody know that you download and listen on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. However it is you communicate, Panther, I know you're home, so take us to where you are. Bring us back home. Uh, I'll take us back home. I'm excited for this weekend. A lot of stuff going on college football today. Great, great slate for NFL action tomorrow. I went through my list. I'm going to bring to you guys, Big Daddy, I know you're listening. We're going to be listening. You had to listen to the recorded episode. I'm going to give you a Panther parlay before we depart. Um, and Max is going to hate it because it's a shit ton of chalk. We're going to take the Raiders, the Packers, and the Chiefs in the Panther Parlay. Put those three together, and I think we're going to have a winner. But you guys get on the website, get on the app, let us know what you did last week, what you're going to do this week, and when it's all said and done, kids, let's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.